right, everybody. Welcome to episode 82 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I'm with my main man, Bill, at Super Duper Flex. Bill, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, it's a rainy day, dreary, so I'm looking forward to some football talk tonight. How you doing, brother? Um, I'm doing good. We're gonna we're gonna brighten Bill's spirits here, and I think uh, I think I I have the man here to do it. If you're watching, you already know. But if you're listening in podcast form, come over to YouTube one day and watch the live stream. We got Tyler Carp at DLF underscore Carp. Tyler, how you doing, man? I'm great. I uh, <clears throat> I just retweeted the show. Retweeted oh, the show. Yeah. So if you are watching, hopefully more people come in and they join the chat on Twitter or or YouTube or whatever it is, and they uh, get us some live questions during the show. I love it when people uh, bring in some live comments. But yeah, I'm doing great. This is my second recording of the day. I did, did my own podcast, but it doesn't matter. Just keep, keep marching forward. I did a three-hour show last night, but it doesn't uh, matter. Doesn't matter. So we might we might have to change your handle to uh, add a Iron Man FF Iron Man or something like that. You're just out here. Three-hour pods, two in one yeah. day. I'm Ooh. also going to set a new record for my number of articles in this quarter. I uh, already beat in my total from the last quarter. I believe I'm at 33. Wow, well done. So, yeah, no, it's, it's not just – there's stuff going on on the keyboard, not just me behind the mic. I've, I've always been more – I mean, I write way more than I podcast. But, you know, someone told me to go on the mic one day, and uh, they probably regret telling me that. <laughs> But uh, you know now now the the people are stuck with me. So here here we are. Well, uh, whether whether it's in written form or it's in audio, uh, I appreciate it because uh, we were talking about this earlier. I like your style. I like what you do, uh, both with the written word and with the spoken word. So uh, we're gonna make it fun tonight. Uh, Tyler and I were talking in DMs. We're saying you know him and I you know may get into an argument. That might be fun. Uh, we'll good. See- We'll see what happens. Hey, at the end of the day, it's all love, even if we disagree. So let's let's do this thing. Uh, normally, we attack the news, but, I mean, there hasn't really been news. It's still like, where is Julio going to end up? Yeah, we'll figure that out when he gets there. You know, is Aaron Rodgers ever going to get traded? Probably not, but we're still dreaming. So, Oh, he's, I, oh, he's getting traded. Oh, he's, oh he's yeah. Getting traded? No, no. Aaron Rodgers is not coming back to the Packers. He's not coming back. He is a very, very stubborn person. I've been saying this the whole time. Aaron Rodgers is dug in. He will show up if they drag him kicking and screaming. But what I think he's going to do, he's going to, he wants to make a point. He's going to miss games. He's going to miss games. He, we get to week one, he's not coming in. I think maybe if they really don't trade him by the trade deadline, then he'll show up to collect his contract to show up for some number of games. But I, I really think we're heading for, He's missing games. I, I think this is going to be a mess. I would be warning people that this is not going to be resolved anytime soon. Oh, th- this is interesting. I like this because if you heard me last week, I have I have flip-flopped on this so many times because, like, I'll wake up in the morning and be like, ah, t- Aaron Rodgers is going to get traded, and then I'll wake up the next <laughs> day and be like, oh, I don't think it's going to happen. I have not been able to get any kind of firm feeling on this, and – Tyler, Tyler is saying it, it's going to happen unless the, the Packers really want to sit there and let Jordan Love start some games and, and watch, you know, from what I all I hear, 
that mess happened because uh, even though they put out a glowing report of his uh, his practice yesterday on Twitter, but uh, from everything else that beat writers have been saying, the Packers aren't like truly in love with him. So we'll see what happens. That's going to be fun to watch. So uh, now that we did our, our brief <laughs> recap of the not news, um, let's do what we do best and hit what we saw on the timeline. So th- this is a long one to start off with. I, I put the whole thing in here, but I'm going to try to shorten it for uh, for time's sake. So this is from a friend of the show, Andrew Hall FF at Andrew Hall FF. Oh, I love Andrew. Yeah, Andrew's the man. We had him on. He actually guest hosted one week. Uh, Bill was feeling under the weather. He's he's an awesome dude. So it looks like he uh, his home uh, his home league draft. So those are always fun. The home leagues, you know, everyone always complains about those. They were having their rookie draft. Uh, the guy who was supposed to pick at 101 said he was going to be driving all day and asked if he could put his pick in early. Uh, Andrew said, all right, I'll put your pick in. This uh, is probably a 1QB because the 101 was Najee Harris. And then uh, Andrew started talking with the guy at 102 to see if he could trade up for whoever he wanted. Uh didn't turn the clock off, forgot to turn the clock off. And uh, the person at 102 took Jamar Chase. Then people in the draft started get, or people in his league started getting mad because they were saying, wait a minute, wasn't this supposed to start on Saturday? Why are there two picks already off the board? Now I can't trade with those guys. So Andrew kind of explained everything to everyone in the league, but he wants to know, was it bad form as a commissioner? Was it entirely fine, or was it kind of a who cares moment? So, Tyler, since you're you're our guest, we we'll let you start off with this as a uh, as the man of the hour. Good, bad, or who cares? So, I remember reading this thread. Actually, uh, I read it the original thread, and I remember thinking at the time that I do not care. I do not care. This is silly. This is not something, this is a whatever, whatever it happened, who cares? Like, just deal with it. I, I don't, I don't even understand what the 101, you can't pick, uh, why? Like you're driving, can't you just put the pick on your phone? Like I, I just, this is just, yeah, who cares? I, I honestly think that this is barely even worth talking about. Like even now, like this is so who cares that I have, nothing to say about it. <laughs> it's just whatever. Like there's no, nothing to talk about here personally. Andrew has rendered Tyler speechless about this situation. There's nothing to talk say. about. Yeah. Uh, wow. Now I always say Bill, Bill is a, is a very diplomatic person. He's probably going to be mayor of Detroit in like 2024 whenever they uh, elect. Cause he is very diplomatic. Oh, but Put up that comment, put up that comment. Thanks, Ryan, for tuning in. (laughs) So uh, if you're watching this or you're listening to the podcast, we have some guy named Ryan MC23. Yeah, there's some Uh, dude, right? (laughs) There's some guy, you know, um, I believe his name is Ryan McDowell, maybe, Dowell. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Love Ryan. Uh, It's an honor that he's even watching this and commenting. So, Ryan, thank you. Um, But, Bill, uh, what – Good, bad, who who cares? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things that a decision was made and then the timer went, you know, whatever. And then essentially that's my response. Like, I mean, people like to get worked up about everything. And I think that this is just one of those situations. Like, yeah, okay, you missed out on a chance to, you know, make a trade. But, you know, the odds of that coming to fruition – you know, typically in these drafts, especially early on in home leagues, everybody wants to take the big stud rookie. So, like, the odds, you know, essentially, I think that there's just, I mean, it's just an error on his part probably to leave the timer going, but it's not enough for there to even be a deal made about it. So, I think, you know, it, it's just move on, be done, and tough break. All right. I like, I like this comment, this last comment. Yep. And <laughs> I'm going to put about it right. Yeah. I'm going to put it up here because uh, I wish I was better with graphics. I would put a pulpit up here because I'm about ready to preach. Uh, Machine Gun <laughs> underscore K Mad should have made the attempt at the trade sooner. Listen, the season ended. We're, what are we at? Six months ago, end of December. Like, come on, you had all that time. You could have traded for the 101. You could have been talking about the 101. You Listen, if you're waiting to draft day to try to trade up to 101, it's probably not going to happen for you. Because unless you come with the craziest deal ever, the person who has the 101 has been thinking about the 101, dreaming about it, thinking about who, reading articles. You're not just going to come with some some BS trade and just, Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me give up the one-on-one now that I've been sitting on for five and a half months. It's not going to freaking happen. So stop complaining, Andrew, you, you were accommodating somebody in your league. You forgot to turn off the timer, whatever. Honestly, what I would have done, the only thing I would have done differently is I just would have, I would have wiped the one Oh twos pick out. I would have turned it off. And I would have said, we're going to start on Saturday. Here it is. And, and that's it. Like, people, we play a game about a game. We're not, we're not saving the world. We're not, we're not curing patients here. We're playing a game. Don't get so worked up. It's there, fine. Yeah. There are things worth getting worked up over that can happen in leagues. That's sure. what's happened. There are real issues. Sure. There's collusion, cheating. Right. There's a lot of, you know, things that are very dirty things that people do. This is not one of them. No, no. This, is, this is a non-issue. No. Yep. And, and I guess I want to say this because there are, there is a small percentage of bad things that can happen in a fantasy league. But we get worked up about, like, the other 98% of things that aren't bad. And it's like, why are we – this is supposed to be fun. Obviously, Tyler's right. If there's collusion – if there's some, you know, if the commissioner is abusing their power, yeah, get mad about that. But like, oh, I can't trade for the 101 after I've had five yeah, and a half months to uh, do. It. I don't want to hear it. I, I don't. mean, we've we've if we haven't learned anything in this last year, it's that people just love to bitch. Oh, and true. and that, that's it, it. So like that is ultimately it. And you know. People, whatever doesn't go their way 100%, there's an issue. And so I, I just, yeah, I mean, I agree with both of what you guys have said. It's just, um, it's totally a non-issue. Also, yeah. people can complain whenever they want. Yeah. It's just that 
let like it's fine if they complain, but there's no issue with that. But there's nothing you do about it. Just because people right. complain doesn't mean that you do anything about it. I mean, I'm well known for complaining. I mean, I complain whenever I play Dynasty and I'm playing in a league and something's not going my way. I complain about it all the time. <laughs> it might not, but that doesn't mean that there should be anything done about it. Right. Like just because I don't like it. Like maybe I would get annoyed with this too, but there's you're not going to go back. You can't undo picks once they've been done. There's, right. you know, they, when you complain about something, sometimes you're just upset about the way it went. And, you know, that's fine. Like people can vent if they want. But in this case, there's no remedy because there's nothing you can do about it. So right. you, you just let them complain. Say you're sorry you didn't turn the clock off, really, is what I would do if I were Andrew and just – Move on. Yep, move on. Made a mistake. Move on. I mean, yep. that's, that's all you can do. And it's uh, a proverbial, my bad. Yeah, my bad. I mean, and, and it's not such a big deal. Like there are things that a commissioner could do where a my bad would not be sufficient. No, I lost all of the buy-ins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They disappeared from my account. My bad would not work there. That would be a big issue. That my bad doesn't cover that. <laughs> That doesn't work. But for they, this, yeah, simple my bad would suffice. They disappeared into the down payment for the new car hat. I don't right, know what yeah. happened. That would, not, that would not work. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think, Tyler, you nailed it. Just, hey, sorry, guys. My bad. I messed up. It won't happen again. Because it seems to me if, if people are complaining about this, these same people would also complain. If Andrew told the guy at 101, just have them in your list, have them pre-drafted, and then you got to wait eight hours for the clock to go all the way down. Oh, that all- would be a much larger complaint. In exactly. My I so, think that would be a smaller complaint. Really? You think so? Oh, yeah. I, I, well, okay. What am I not understanding about how this guy can't pick? I don't get it. There's something I'm not understanding about, like, how do you not have time to click a button? Like, really? I will, I will it's tell, valid. I will tell you a, a story talking about driving. So my parents live about three and a half hours away from me. So I drive up there for Thanksgiving and my home league, my buddy said, hey, we just made a trade. We want to have the players available for the Thanksgiving games. Can you can you put it through? I said, all right, fine. I said, you know. And now I'm driving the whole time. I, my wife is in the seat next to me. I said, okay, I need you to put a message to the league telling everybody Uh-oh. that this is what I'm ready to do. Uh-oh. And then everyone was like, oh, okay, cool. It, it's friends of mine. We've all been friends for 15, 20 years. They're like, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. And I was like, all right, hit these buttons. And I'm doing this while I'm driving. I'm telling her, I'm saying, hit these buttons. This is how you do it. She's like, okay, and we got it done. I'm kind of with you, Tyler. Like, even if at 3 o'clock you pull over to the side of the road, hit the Najee Harris draft button, and then pull right back onto the road. Yeah, I would do. Like, like, I mean, unless, you know, you're, you're doing some kind of special driving, maybe it's, you know, like a heart transplant or something. But besides that, I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, a quick pull off to the side of the road, maybe get gas at 3 o'clock and while you're pumping <laughs> – Yeah, and and go on your way, but unless you're like in Wyoming or something, right? Like that would be the one time where it might be an issue of like just not having service. Um, 
that would be like, but that's a very, very small percentage of, uh, you know, chance of that being the case. So there are circumstances that that could happen, but yeah. Like I'm at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I can't do this or something yeah, like that. I'm on, you know? a, but, I'm on a, a submarine mission right. in, like, <laughs> somewhere. Like, right. you know, Spelunking. Um, that's I can see a potential <laughs> issue. Uh, you know, I'm visiting the Earth's core. Correct. Tomorrow. You know, there are ways where you might not have cell phone service. But other than that, uh, so, yeah. So, Andrew, as you can tell by the, the situations we're coming up with, um, unless the guy was uh, uh, on, a, on a rocket to the moon or climbing Mount Everest, he probably <laughs> should have just made the pick. But in all seriousness, we, we've actually come up with more ways that this guy couldn't make the pick than we, <laughs> we talked yeah. about actually. It's not because it's not a big deal. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like all three of us agree People just, we got to chill out. Maybe I'll do like a, uh, a fantasy therapy show or something. And I can just bring these people on. Say, hey, guys, why, why so know, serious? You know what you should do, though? Not fantasy therapy. You should do like the people's court. You Ooh. should have like them be in small claims. <laughs> the, pl the plaintiff presents their case. For why the defendant, the commissioner, messed up, and then you could be like the judge, oh, and you like Judge dismiss. Judy or something, yeah, like where judge you yell Judy, at them. You can dismiss the plaintiff's case. Bill, we gotta go on Amazon after the this show. This is a good idea. Like a bailiff shirt. You want a gavel, don't you? You need no, a gavel. I want to get you a bailiff shirt. <laughs> Just all tight in your chest area. Oh like, hell yeah! Dun, dun, I love dun, it. Dun. Oh my god! I have god, a whole different all... demographic. <laughs> all right, so I know what I'll be doing at one o'clock in the morning. I'll this be is a good uh, idea. I'll be writing up ideas on how I can make this a real thing. So I see? should steal this idea that that I came up with. I'll steal my own idea, uh, and I'll I'll do that. I'll uh, pronounce judgment on people's uh, fantasy opinions and takes. Well, if you're the judge, then, if you're the judge, then I want to be the bailiff. Then I can just. Oh, uh, I love it! I would love it. Oh my we God. have to do it now. Now that we've said it on a live show, now we have to do it. Well, I know there what the I know what the DMs will look like for the next couple of weeks. It'll be Tyler and I trying to hash this out. Oh, it's a great idea. I love oh, it. I love it. I love that idea. See, this is what you come onto the timeline for because you never know when a new show is going to be born. So, um, so Andrew, you're fine, man. Don't worry about it. People get mad. We're gonna move on to the next one, and this was actually uh, dropped when. Uh, Tyler retweeted the tweet asking for questions. And this is from Codius. I don't think I said that right, but whatever. At Codius2, Andrews or Hawk in full point PPR dynasty? So we're talking about Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Bill, uh, the, the resident Detroit Lions fan. We'll let you go first. Uh, who, who you got? Yeah, I mean, they're pretty close, right? Like, I don't think it's even a mat. This is another one of those, eh, who cares? Not an issue. Uh, see, it's very close. Um, I think it's just a matter of, like, I think I like Andrews as a whole, like, as a receiving tight end, but I question the amount of, you know, the volume for him, especially with them adding, like, 50 wide receivers. So, I'll go with Hawk since he's the kind of, you know, he's going to be 
either number one or two in targets, I would think, this year, um, outside of running backs. So um, I'll take Hack because I'm a homer. I love it. I love it. Tyler, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, who do you got? Oh, I think the people know. They know that I'm going to take TJ Hawkinson. I just think that we're in line for a big year three breakout. That's what's going to happen. He is the best He's the best receiving talent on that team. I mean, it's not really close. There's no competition there. I mean, they have – I don't know if you know what I always say, but they have failure. They have a lot of failure. They have Brashad Perryman, six years of failure. Tyrell Williams, outside of like three good games in his career, we have another five, six years of failure. And then they have Amon Ross St. Brown, who failed – to get the draft capital that he you know, was supposed to get. So we have a lot of failure and he's going to rise above all of that failure because he's actually been good. He's progressed. He progressed from a decent showing for a rookie tight end. He was actually decent for a rookie tight end and progressed in year two. I believe he finished last year as what was it? The tight end five or the tight end six? I think it was tight end five. Yeah. Tight end five. Yeah. And that's great for a second year player. Isn't that what we want to see? He, he progressed to tight end five. And this year I have him as a, for 2021, I rank him as tight end four behind the big three. I think the volume is all there, and I think he's going to have a huge year. And I think that come 2022, you're not going to be discussing Hawk and Andrews in, in the same value range. You're going to have Hawk in that higher tier, and Andrews, I think I think we've seen what Andrews is. I think we've seen it. I think what Andrews was in 2019 and 2020, that's the Andrews that we're going to get. I, I don't see a further improvement. So, but Hawk, I think is going to a big jump. I, I think he could, you know, challenge the, the big, uh, the big, I guess it's a big four now with Kyle Pitts, big four, <laughs> those big four, he could challenge that the top tier of tight ends. I, I think he's going to do that. Whereas Andrews, I don't think ever will. And you know what? A lot of agreeing this week, we're making three for three. It's hot. I've, I've been able to get so much hot this year, startup, whatever I'm doing. And every time I get them, I just feel good inside. And every time I miss out on them, I, I, I got sniped in, in one draft that I'm doing. The pick before me, TJ Hawkinson goes, I'm crying because the whole time I'm just staring at him. And I'm like, this is going to be my guy. This is, he's coming to me. And then just the sniper came out and got me. But Listen, we we talk about, you know, the Lions. The Lions aren't going to be very good. Well, that's that's probably right. They're probably not going to be very good. But not you know very good. They're going to be terrible. That I, is a big understatement. I mean. Not, not very good. They're like the second worst team in the league. I think they might be. The Texans. Well, the Texans The are, Texans are definitely the worst. Yeah, The Texans are not an NFL team. They but, just signed Rex Burkhead. I forgot oh, about that in the news. Are you serious? You um, didn't know that? As a hard yeah, they know that. They Do you thought, think I could joke about that? Do you think that's a joke I could actually no. come up with? <laughs> I had a whole I mean, team, I had a whole thread about it. <laughs> and criticizing the Texans front office for their failures. Well, they have like or, six running backs now. Yeah, they have one of those. They don't need well, apparently they do. And oh. uh, they don't need any running backs. They don't need running back, or they have plenty of running backs, but they they still keep signing them. They don't need any wide receivers. You know, they didn't need to sign any wide receivers. So I could go on about the Texans forever, but the Lions, I mean, you know, I could criticize them too. Yeah, they, they're, they're lacking. They let Kenny Galladay walk for no reason. No reason. They could have used the franchise tag on him. 
Why didn't they do that? And now they have no wide receivers on the team. They have complete garbage. I think that's two- a calculated risk or a calculated decision just to totally suck this year. Because I well, don't I- think they think that go- that Goff is going to be their quarterback. So They could have done the tag and trade, though. Yeah. I mean, why didn't well, they well, I mean, maybe. Why didn't they do that? Galladay would have – I mean – Julio Jones is way older and he's going to fetch some sort of draft pick. They would have gotten something for Galladay. You need, when you're a rebuilding franchise, every little bit counts. They could have either, you know, maybe you're not even giving Goff a chance. You're not, first of all, I don't think Goff is very good, but you're not giving him a chance. You're not giving him a chance to succeed because he has crap at wide receiver. You don't succeed in the NFL with no wide receivers. It doesn't work that way. You don't perform well without wide receivers. So I just don't believe in the idea of intentionally trying to lose. I don't like that in the NFL. That's more of something you do maybe in baseball or in basketball. But in the NFL, you should you should at least try to win. And they just didn't do that. And I I don't know. I just I'm a little maybe, maybe Galladay doesn't like to bite uh, kneecaps. Well, apparently not. But that's a whole other story. I mean, he <laughs> says you know they say that Jamal Williams is going to be the lead back. What a great idea. I mean, this is what this coaching staff is doing. It's going to be a disaster. Six-year contract. Glorious. Now, now I will, I, I will say that while the uh, the Lions will be very bad, I also don't trust any head coach in May slash June because, let's face it, we've heard so many things about guys who were going to be. I think it was this time last year, Miles Sanders was supposed to get like twenty-five touches a game or something like. We hear all kinds of crap. It's true. Now, now, who knows? Maybe Anthony Lynn has somehow convinced everyone Jamal Williams is really that guy. I don't believe that, but listen, I've seen weirder things happen in the NFL. But, uh, you know, I, don't Hawk, know. I think Hawk is more talented than – Hawk is so good, man. Is more, more talented, more explosive, more pretty much everything than Andrews. And I'm not saying Andrews is bad. I'm, I'm just comparing two guys. But – Let's face it, Detroit, you can love or hate Jared Goff. It really doesn't matter. They're going to have to throw because they are going to get lit up. They're going to be coming from behind. And let's face it, Jared Goff is going to drop back. He's going to say, I'm on St. Brown. Don't want to do that. Uh, Tyrell the Gazelle, don't want to do that. Uh, This other guy who was a Detroit substitute teacher, don't want to do. Oh, TJ Hawkinson's open. Yeah, I'm going to throw it to that guy. And that's what's going to happen late in games because, let's face it, he's going to survey the options. And even Jared Goff can realize there's two good options. There's TJ Hawkinson, and if they have Swift running a route or Swift coming out of the backfield, DeAndre Swift, and that is it. There is nothing else that you even want to remotely have a ball near on that offense. So – Give me Hawk. I mean, I think the dude is in line for like 120, 130 targets. Let's go. I mean, Baltimore might throw it 130 times this year. Who knows? So not that uh, few. Uh, they'll get close. They'll get close. Yeah. <laughs> but here's one. Here's one from the Oak Street Flyers. How many tight ends are selected in the first round of a super flex two PPR tight end premium startup draft? None. May maybe one. None. Now none. I agree it should be none, but I'm thinking with the two point PPR, Kelsey might sneak in there. 
No, oh, I think I think Kittle will be drafted in the top twelve. I have I have Ooh. very little doubt that he gets drafted in the top twelve. Uh, not not with the way Superflex is going these days. That I that's will, the thing. There's going to be nine quarterbacks in the first round. That's so, true too. I, I just you're telling me that Kittle is going to be one of the first three non quarterbacks, even with a two point tight end premium. I just don't think that's going to be the case. If if Kittle were four years younger, maybe. But I, but he's not in a two tight end league. That's a different. That's a very different question. Right. Then then it might happen. But I'm not even sure that there's. I mean, the, the premium would have to be larger than this. I think because I rank. So I rank 1.75, and I have Kittle ranked at 22nd overall. Okay. In 1.75 premium superflex leagues. Where do you have Kelsey ranked? 27. Oh, okay. I'm okay. one of the biggest ageists in the entire world. Oh, that and, and that's fine. I mean, I I understand both sides of the age argument. So I'm been- to, to give you an idea, players that are close to Travis Kelsey in this 1.75 tight end premium, CeeDee Lamb is right ahead and Stefan Diggs is right behind. CeeDee Lamb's my boy. Right, Lamb. but that's it's not like I don't have him very high. The, the reason oh, yeah. – the reason he's at 27 is because there are 11 quarterbacks in front of him. There are 11 quarterbacks in front of him because I just think that in in Superflex, you need to prioritize quarterback. You, I want to get quarterbacks early. Not often, but I want to get quarterbacks early. I, yep, want, I agree with I want, that. I want those good quarterbacks. I want three really solid quarterbacks. I don't want to deal with Daniel Jones, Carson Failure, uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan, <laughs> Like Sam Darnold, I don't want to deal with, uh, you know, I don't want to deal with any of those guys. Drew Disaster, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to deal with, the, with any of that. So Drew Disaster, I just made up on the spot. I've never called him that before. Um, but yeah, so I want to get those top quarterbacks, like your, uh, your Joe Burrow, your Justin Herbert, uh, Patrick Mahomes would be nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So any any of that. So that's why everyone gets pushed down for me in a super flex. I'm just so obsessed with the quarterback in the first couple of rounds. So let, let's throw this one out here since you're talking about quarterbacks you, you don't want any parts of. Uh, this is from Husker DKB. Speaking of failure, do any of you think Trey Lance starts week one? Now I want to I, I want to know Husker why why the hatred on Trey Lance? What, what no, that's I think he's, not, no, 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 Garoppolo. That's hatred on Garoppolo. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That I'll hatred allow. on Garoppolo is what is must be what he's saying. That, uh, I'll allow it. I would say no to Lance starting week one. Um, yes, thank you. I am right that you were hating on Garoppolo. <laughs> uh, right. and I think justifiably. Although yes. I think Garoppolo is better than people think, I agree. although not as good as Lance. I just think that like he gets hurt all the time, right? Yes. And that's the a major issue for it. And so I think that like you know his record's incredible when he's playing. It's true. And and so I think that they're more than happy with Garoppolo playing as long as he's healthy this year. And then just transition to Lance, you know, as far into the season as possible. So um, that's one of those ones where, like, for in a like, I'm not sure I'm drafting either of those guys in like a redraft, um, just because I think I'm only gonna it's gonna be really tough to figure out at some point. And um, unless it's you know, obviously it's pretty late in the draft, I'd be okay grabbing somebody. 
But. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is one of is right now one of the best 32 quarterbacks on planet Earth. Sure. Like yep. realistically. Yep. I'm telling you that you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm telling you that you can make Ben Roethlisberger go away, just disappear. His contract, you know, he's going to a different dimension. Contract is gone, and you can have Jimmy Garoppolo on the same deal. Who would you rather have for this season? Because I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo play this season than Ben Roethlisberger's completely washed arm. Yeah. So that's that's the kind of thing I'm saying. Like I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is still one of the best 32 quarterbacks on this planet. Whereas like it's different from the situation on the bears where I think that Andy Dalton is not one of the 32 best starting quarterbacks on this planet. I don't think so. I don't think he's good at all anymore. And I think that Justin Fields should be the starting court. Like I think Justin Fields is a better quarterback before he steps on the field than Andy Dalton is today. Whereas I think that probably at this very minute in time, Jimmy Garoppolo is still a better quarterback than Trey Lance. That will change very quickly as Trey Lance starts to learn the offense, accommodate to the NFL, that kind of thing. But probably at this very minute on June 2nd, 2021, if there were a game tomorrow, you'd rather start Jimmy Garoppolo than Trey Lance if the game were tomorrow. And I think that that's pretty hard to, to argue with. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, and I think this was the plan the entire time. This is what San Francisco was going to do no matter who the quarterback pick was at three, whether it was Trey Lance who it ended up being or Justin Fields or anyone else. I think the plan was always to have Jimmy Garoppolo go out there, start the season. He knows the system. He knows what he's supposed to do. And I, I think we all agree that he's a good quarterback when he's on the field. He's not a scrub. He's not, you know, he's not going to kill you. He's not gonna he, he's not gonna hurt your team. Um, and then as Trey Lance gets into the playbook, starts learning the system, starts becoming more acclimated to not only the the verbiage and the plays and all that stuff, but you know, he's gonna be in practice and he's gonna realize that these guys in the NFL are just a bit quicker than the, you know, the guys at uh, North Dakota State and the the teams he was playing in one double A. So, um, yeah, I think it was always the plan to have somebody sit kind of behind Garoppolo, you know, for as long as Garoppolo can stay healthy, and then bring that guy in and have them ball out in the in the Kyle Shanahan system. So, yeah, I you know I agree with all that. I think that uh, Jimmy will be out there. And I actually like that you brought up Fields. I think, you know, if we're going to talk about maybe rookie quarterbacks starting week one, I think Fields would have a better chance of starting week one than Trey Lance would have of starting week one. Just well, based on what you said, Tyler, you know, obviously we all saw Andy Dalton last year. Uh, he ain't it. So. No, no, he's not it. And there's, there is almost zero chance that Trey Lance starts week one. Almost zero. Jimmy Garoppolo would have to get hurt. I cannot yep. see the universe in which Trey Lance starts over a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo week one. I, I don't expect that to happen. I think they want to do the Alex Smith path here. I think that's actually what they want to do is they are fine with Jimmy Garoppolo playing the whole year and going to Trey Lance in 2022. Now, they're only going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo in the game if he's winning. If he's losing, he's going to be replaced. But they don't have a date. It's not like last season with Fitzpatrick and Tua where there was 
They went to Tua not because Fitzpatrick was playing poorly. They went to Tua because it was time. I don't think they have a date on that. I don't think that they're going to yank. They're not going to yank Jimmy Garoppolo if he's winning games. So, you know, it could be a, a wait, but I, I think the wait is worth it, especially given his age, his rushing upside, and the Kyle Shanahan system. I think people should not reduce Trey Lance's value. And uh, they should they should hang on to him because, trust me, once he's in your lineup, you'll be very thankful you waited. And I think, you know, just based on rookie drafts I've been in, I, I think the consensus is what you're saying, Tyler. He's usually, you know, 102, 103 in most rookie drafts. It's like – As he should be. You know, it's you know maybe uh, someone will take Justin Fields at 102 and then he goes at 103. A lot of times I see him going at 102. Um so yeah, I'd lean uh, Fields. People are oh, so do I. I. You know, I think Fields is um, a little bit better, but the upside with with Lance is yeah. It's, it's I'm mostly leaning Fields because I think Fields is going to start first, and you know, the second they go on the field, the value goes up, mm-hmm. and I'm a value player. Yep. So I'm I'm much better. I'm a, look. I'm not a pro scout. I'm not an NFL scout. I I do the best I can, but I don't get paid to do that. I am an expert in dynasty value and dynasty strategy, and I know how it works when the quarterback gets on the field. And for that alone, I'll take Justin Fields over him. Dang right. All right, here we go. We got another one here. Oh, From one Matt. of my favorite people, by the Matt, way. Matt too Frosty. He said he, he got a question. What are we doing with Adam Troutman? Hmm. What do you mean, what are we doing? Like buy, sell, hold? Let's do that. What, buy, sell, hold on Adam Troutman. I mean, it's an easy question. It, he's a hold. You can't, nobody's buying because he has no, you know. No track record. No track record of anything. Nobody's selling. Uh, what? That can't. That, uh, uh, oh, okay, okay. Okay, sorry. And I would do that. I, I would probably do that. I would probably, unless it's a severe tight end premium, I would probably rather have a 2022 second over Troutman, uh, who's done nothing at all and was like a late third round pick last year. So I would just take my profit and move on. But I don't think you're getting that in most leagues, personally. So, yeah. And, and I think, and I, I don't want to, disparage Adam Troutman because we haven't seen enough of him yet. We have no idea. But, man, it just feels like we have been chasing the ghost of Jimmy Graham in New Orleans. Like, you know, it was supposed to be Kobe Fleener, and then it was supposed to be Jared Cook, and, you know, we have, like, a list of guys that were the New Orleans Saint tight end that was supposed to be, like, the next big thing, and Jimmy Graham is the last, (laughs) last big thing for a New Orleans tight end, so... I'm not saying Adam Troutman is like destined for failure, but we have to, you know, look at what we're doing. Are we just chasing this guy because he's the New Orleans tight end? Or are we chasing this guy because we think that he can be? Because really, I mean, tight end seven and tight end 17 are the same guy. Like they're, you know, there's not really a lot differentiating the 10 guys in that cluster. So unless you think Adam Troutman can be a top five or top six tight end, like just go get Eric Ebron or something like that. Just oh, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I mean, Eric Ebron is complete like garbage, but uh, no, I, I, t- I mean, I agree. 
It, it, he is what he is. You're right. not going to sell him for anything more than likely. Apparently, Mr. Husker uh, made a good deal, but I don't, I don't think that that's the majority of experiences that people are having. So, yeah, just hang on to him. He's a nice flyer. Maybe he'll hit, and then you can sell him. Yeah. And then you can you can come back on the show. You can tell me I was wrong. And, you know, yeah, tell tell us that we were wrong. He was he was that dude, and and well, you I know. do like him though. He I like him at his current price. So but, you know, I agree. I mean, you can you know you can get him in startups. You know, but he's whatever twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteenth round. Like he's the type of player you can't buy because the person who has him is probably the one who's like already the truther. Yep. So you're probably not buying him. Yep. And you're probably going to struggle to sell him because most people aren't really truthers. So he's just not a player that's ever going to really be moved in most leagues. So that means that he's a hold. But I like him as a target in startups where you have yep. all the players to pick from. Agreed. 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 All right. So let's hit our let's hit our next uh, our next question from from. I love this answering the people's questions. From Twitter, hey man, that that's, I do this every week, man, for an hour and a half to two and a half hours, however long it takes. I I love it, man. I love just going on because I mean, Twitter kind of lets you know where you know what people are talking about, what people are thinking about. So it, it's it's fun. So this next one's from Jeff Greenwood at the Fantasy ENG. Oh, I love him. Jeff Jeff is good people. I love great what content. He, what he puts out there. Uh, how do you typically initiate a fantasy football trade? Uh, in person, uh, via phone call, text slash DM, or trade offer through the app. So, Bill, Bill, Go to we'll Bill start yeah. with you. What is your what is your preferred method of initiating the trade convos? The less I have to talk to people, the better. So I'm a cold caller. Um, I totally do that. Like I'm not just blindly making the offer. I'm examining the team, seeing what I think they're lacking. And the conversation can happen after my offer. Um, if they come back and say, hey, you know, I'm not looking for quarterback. I'm looking for a tight end, you know, whatever, you know, then we can start chatting. But like, I totally am just the guy who's going through looking at people's rosters, figuring out how I can make my team better and sending offers out that way. Um yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, I don't, I feel like there's so much back and forth and nothing ever gets done. Like, let me just make an offer and we'll figure it out. Uh, all right, Tyler, wh which one of these are you doing? The only people I talk to are the ones I talk to anyway. As yeah. in, if I would have a conversation with them anyway, that may or may not be about a trade, I might talk to them. If they're not someone I'm friends with and I just share a league with them, I'm probably not talking to them at all. Probably no messages, nothing. And I'm probably, I, I tend to send a lot of, and this has annoyed people in the past, is I tend to send a lot of offers. Very, very, like I'll just send them out. I don't care. A little bit. I, I think I send more offers than Outhouse, like per league. Wow. Uh, I have way fewer leagues. So he sends more total offers. But I, I definitely send, as someone who plays in a trade addicts league, you know, <laughs> and has done many more trades in that league than Outhouse, like I send a, a very, very tiresome amount of offers. Like I can send, I think in, since we rolled over, I think I've sent over 200 offers. Wow. So yes, I send a lot of offers. I did a lot of trades during the rookie draft. I'm not in that many leagues though. 
Right. I, I don't play really much fantasy football anymore. Uh, I'll play from time to time. I have found that people, you know, they find that playing against me is kind of rough. I, you know, I'm one of those winning is fun people mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And, you know, all I do, I'll, I'll, any little edge to me is worth it. No, to gain any little bit of dynasty value is worth it, no matter how much it pisses someone off. So, like, that's just the kind of player I am. That's why I mostly don't play much anymore. Um, <laughs> a lot of what I do, so I have an entire Patreon that's just me giving fantasy advice. So I do play. You might be playing against me and not know it. You may be playing against someone who you think they're making their all their own decisions, but I'm actually telling them what to do. <laughs> so, you know, in those cases, typically I don't talk over with them how to talk to the people in their league. I usually right. just let them handle it. And most of it is I just tell them what offers to send. And I figure they just take care of all the back end stuff. Um, but I also, I tell them to be active, take advantage of opportunities, send a lot of offers. I'm always big on the sending offers part. So yeah, most of what I would say is just send offers, send offers, send offers. And if people get annoyed at you, let them get annoyed. They probably weren't someone I was going to be friends with anyway. (laughs) So uh, I'm with you guys. Listen, I'm I'm just gonna send you an offer. I'm like Bill. I'll I'm like I'm not gonna just send you an offer that does you know. We'll look at your team. Oh, okay, you need running back. I need wide receiver. Whatever you know the case may be, but you know, I love the comments, man. Just like comments. Yeah, the co- the comments. Uh, uh, you know, usually MFL have them. You can just you know. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm a sleeper sleeper first. guy. I hope Sleeper yeah. get gets that uh that uh function soon. That that's kind of nice just to drop a like hey like you know like uh you know like fields, you know, or yeah, something I, like I that. Yeah, I never use the comments on MFL. Okay. So different styles which is all good, but like I I don't listen, most of the people I play with I really like, you know, I try to get into leagues, you know, I'm not in as many leagues, kind of like you are, Tyler, but it's because I you're just You're in want... way more. You're, uh, guarantee well, you're in more. I'm in very few. Well, I may, I may be in more, but you, you talk to like, you know, Bill. Bill's in like 20-something, you know. I'm in like two. Okay. I'm in, I'm in uh, a few more. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. I'm in 50 if you count my Patreon. But, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that. So, like, that, that's how I play now. Right, it, you play that. I, I prefer that to. I prefer to play anonymously than to play as me. Put it that way. But you know, I like. I just. I. I like to play in leagues with people that I know. People that I know, I like playing with. But I'm. I'm not going to reach out and say, "Hey, like you know, I like Justin Fields. What if I give you this and that? Do you like that?" And then you respond, "Well, if you maybe throw in an extra, fr- like." I, I don't have time for all that. I got, I got three kids. I got a wife. I got a job that I work a lot of hours at. I just kind of want to send the offer. You don't like it. Send me a counter offer. Maybe we can work something out. Maybe we can't, but you know, I, I mean, I hear people are like, yeah, we've been talking about this for weeks. And I was, I'm like, God what? bless your soul. God bless you because I can't do, I'm sorry. I can't do that. I just, I'm not built that way. So well, and then like, you know, sometimes like somebody back, you know, you guys agree on something on the, you know, 
and the chat and then they don't end up sending the offer like let's just make it you know where you're committed and send the offer right like let's just do yeah. that back and forth where when i send you something i'm committed to it so it just saves any headache like in the you know after all that back and forth when you're in a chat or something like that so yeah and mm-hmm. i mean yeah yeah and don't get me wrong like some people have messaged me after i send an offer and like Hey, like, you know, I'm willing to trade so-and-so, but I, you know, I would need this and I'll get into a DM with someone for a little bit about that and see if we can work something out. But it's not my go-to to initiate a trade because I mean, Bill brings that up. Um, and it's a good point. And Tyler, we were talking earlier about, you know, things that can really make you mad. In fa- and that's one thing I hear all the time. Uh, you know, me and so-and-so agreed to this trade in our DM and now, you know, he's not sending the trade or he, he wants to change the trade that we agreed to. And it's, you know, the common answer is if, if you know, if it didn't get accepted on the platform, it didn't happen. Yeah. So why with put that, yourself through that? With that said, I will say that if you do that kind of thing with me, I will probably not trade with you anymore. And if you want to trade with me, it'll cost you more. Yep. 100%. I, I, it definitely costs more to trade with me if I don't like you for whatever no reason. Doubt. Oh, yeah. I like, think that's every everyone. I, I don't. And again, it's another reason why I have gotten away from playing a lot of Dynasty. I mean, I would love to play Dynasty if I could just play anonymously. But it it, it spills over. Like mm-hmm. drama from leagues spills yep. over into the community in ways that I do not like. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I could just play like blindly and, you know, if I could make a a dummy MFL account or something and just play and people wouldn't know that it's me, I would probably rather do that. But it's, I have a dedicated co-owner as well that I basically just, I run all of his teams and people don't know that it's really me that they're playing against. But essentially, I just do everything, and it's really me. But you know, people don't know. People can't come and yell at me on Twitter because right. they don't. Know they're playing against me. So, uh, yeah, I've just had so many bad experiences with leagues. I don't know what it, what it is. It might be me. I I I think part of it's me that I'm just hyper competitive, and like I said earlier, I'm one of those people. I'm one of the winning is fun people. Like I, I'll do anything to win. Any sort of trade advantage any advantage i can get I'll, I'll take it and you know i get that especially like on this network that is not the prevailing opinion like that's not usually what we you know that's just not usually what the shows on, on here talk about like it's it's definitely i definitely have a different view but also like i don't know i think it makes me a better content creator than a uh, in some ways than a player because as a creator obviously if my advice is anything but how can I help you win the best? Then why would you ever listen to me? And, and I think that's a good point. And yeah, and you bring up something that, you know, didn't, didn't even think we would talk about here, but I, I, I think you bring up a good point because, you know, we were talking about the, you know, the oversaturation of the market and blah, blah, you know, there's, you know, a thousand people writing 5,000 podcasts, but we consume people or peoples or everyone because we're trying to get that advantage because what? Because we want to win. Like, it's we're not true. just like, 
we're not consuming it because we're like, man, I hope, you know, team 12 becomes my best friend. Like, I mean, yeah, we, we want to be cool with everyone that we're in the league with and we want to have fun, but we're consuming the content because we're trying to win. We're trying to gain an advantage. We're trying to, you know, make some money. So look, I'm, you know, I, I like the most of the leagues that I'm in. I like them. I like the people in them, but I want to win every one of those things. And well, who doesn't want to win? Who wants and, to lose? And when I don't, I'm like, man, what did I do wrong? Where, where did I make mistakes? You There's know, a lot of luck in fantasy football. Nobody, nobody can win every league. I, that, you know, that's something I think we all know. And, and something that people should remember is that no matter how much you prepare, you, you know, you can have five injuries to your team and then, you know, there's nothing you could have done. It, it happens. And, uh, you know, here, Larry Monkey from Dynasty Hot Sauce, he says, you love the people in them. And uh, Larry Larry knows about luck because I, I beat him in the uh, Dynasty <laughs> Trades HQ1. Love and, it. And he'll probably say it was luck. But, uh, you know, let's face it, I had the best team. So, well, uh, we, can leave, we, we can leave it You're at getting that. getting spicy there. Hey, hey, the, the record set. The record said I was the best team during the season, so that's what I'm going to go with after I uh, after I won it. So uh, here's a, here's another question from the chat, though. This is from Husker, who's just throwing them left, right, and center. What else, if anything, should I ask for if I trade J.K. Dobbins for Antonio Gibson? Well, um, I asked for the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ask for the world, and maybe you'll get it. I don't know. Who's even worth more at this point? I got to think they're pretty close, right? Yeah. I I prefer Dobbins, but, you know, I think that that's not going to be the majority opinion in the near future. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gibson's starting to rise. But I still prefer Dobbins. I still like Dobbins better. I think Dobbins is better running back. Dobbins is on a more run-heavy offense. Dobbins is on a better offense. So I still prefer Dobbins. But I, I get it. With Gibson, I get it. It's I, I get how you could see that Gibson is going to be a top five player, right? Like he has little competition for carries. He has, you know, there's no other running backs on the team. In theory, the Ryan Fitzpatrick offense is going to be better. But the problem is that you're projecting Gibson to do something he's never done in his life, which is be a workhorse back. He's never done it. He's never even come close. He was a wide receiver in college. Last year, he had limited touches. So you know, you'd have to project that he's going to be something new that he hasn't done yet. And that's why I'll stick with Dobbins, who, you know, was a workhorse back in college and, you know, looked pretty good when he was given the majority touch share at the end of last year. I just looked up on the DLF trade finder and the difference is a 209. Um, Analyzer? Yeah. In Dobbins' favor? Uh, In Dobbins' favor, yeah. That sounds I'd take I'd just take the 209 and Gibson. Personally. Yeah, I mean I I agree with Tyler. I, I think I mean honestly, if you did it straight up, I think the Antonio Gibson owner would probably just hit accept and, and take JK Dobbins, but they're they're close. I mean, it depends on it really depends on your personal feelings about both guys. Like, are you, you know, Tyler's, you know, more on the JK Dobbins bandwagon. If you're more on the Antonio Gibson bandwagon, then the trade should work out for you just fine. You know, 
But he's not that far on the Dobbins side, right? Because you're going to no. take a 209. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, that's how close it is. It I is guess that's my close. point more so than, you yeah, know. I mean, oh, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I'm saying. I think, it, you know, if you're going to do it straight up, I think it just depends on who you like more. Yeah. You know, are you a Dobbins guy or are you a Gibson guy? You know, the one thing. Go ahead. The one thing I want to say with the Ravens is you can't have it both ways. You can't believe that they're. You either have to believe that the Ravens are going to pass the ball a lot more and Lamar's going to throw more passing touchdowns and you should be more in on Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown, all of them. You should be more in on them. That's one opinion. Or you should be what I think, that they're not going to pass the ball more and that they're going to continue to run the ball extremely effectively, which means you should be in on very in on J.K. Dobbins. You can't have it both ways. You can't not be in on the Ravens' passing offense and also <laughs> not be in on J.K. Dobbins because then you're saying that their offense is going to be bad, which I do not agree with. I think their offense is going to be good, and I think that most people agree on that. So it, it's one or the other. You should either be pretty in on guys like Rashad Bateman and and Andrews having a big season, or you should be higher on J.K. Dobbins than than most. The the market, I feel like, tends more toward the they're going to pass more. And I'm on the other side, which is why I'm so much higher on J.K. Dobbins, I think, than others. Because I don't think they're going to pass more. I think Dobbins is going to get a ridiculous amount of touches, even though he's splitting time with Gus Edwards because they're the most run-heavy team in the league. And I think there's room for Dobbins to have 250 carries this year, 250, 260 carries. And in that rushing offense, he averaged six a carry as a rookie, six a carry. I want 250 carries from J.K. Dobbins. At, at that efficiency level, with his goal line ability? So I, I'm very in on J.K. Dobbins. I, he's very talented back, right? I mean, we all loved him. So I want Lamar to head. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. I agree with that. Is a great point. Yes. Yep. Because timeline the, host three. Yep. Yes. Yes. Because I think the Ravens offense is going to succeed. And if you have Lamar, if it succeeds by passing, you win. If it succeeds by running, you win anyway. Yep. So it doesn't matter how the offense, it doesn't matter if they pass more or not. I think you'll succeed either way. So Drew made a very good point there. I I agree. You should have Lamar to hedge both sides. That's the real answer to this question and why I'm very in on Lamar for 2021 because it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. I still want Lamar. So uh, Larry, Larry made a, a bunch of comments that don't make any sense. Oh, did he? We won't even put him upset. He's uh, he's That's upset. about your team. He he's upset ah. that that Jeff Wilson gashed him. Uh, I started Jeff Wilson and my record-setting Trade Addicts Eight final, where I scored like the most points ever in Trade Addicts. So I'm sorry, Jeff Wilson was. I traded for him that week to score points I didn't need because I also had Kamara's six touchdowns and I had the Brady Evans stack that week. Uh, and Brady, I believe, scored 40. I think I scored 309 points. We only start 10 in that league. So yeah, it's uh, 10. that, that yeah. league is a 16-team super flex. You start 11, and, Je- uh, and uh, you know Jeff Wilson gashed him, but he also forgets that he had uh, Alvin Kamara uh, who, who put up like a, you know, a 60 spot, and he still couldn't beat me. 
I actually well, think I, I set the record for most points in that league as well for, for a single week. Um, you know, I had some guy named Devontae Adams. I, I had some guy named Dalvin Cook. I had um, Dalvin Cook that week too. And he scored uh, like the least <laughs> of anyone. He was um, the lowest score. I had Gaskin that week. I think he scored 30. I had some some scrub name, uh, Travis Kelsey. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Um, yeah, my, th- my team's pretty good. You know, he's... Uh, yeah, no, I... I <laughs> That sounds like a very good, uh, you know, a very good roster. Uh, you know, I had, I had uh, you know, Grandpa Tom Brady uh, just... Oh, yeah, no, I also had, uh, I also had Tom Brady. Man, a really smart person had a lot of the same guys I did. Yeah, uh, Larry. I had... Um, 307.6 points that week. 59.2 from Alvin Kamara. 43.1 from Evans. 36.4 from Brady. 33.9 from Gaskin. Uh, 30.4 from Jeff Wilson. And uh, 28.9 from David Johnson. And uh, Dalvin Cook was a big letdown at 16 and a half. <laughs> and, and and only I, I, 19.95 from Darren Waller. What it, And 23.1 from Lamar. What trade him. I know. I, well, actually, none of those players are still on my team. I, I just I blew the whole team up. Dismantle. I did. And I, and I, I even tried I did giving, uh, giving Larry a gift and tried to give him the championship by starting Drew Brees in the Superflex, and he stole – he still didn't even want the gift, so you know I took it, I opened it, and it was a shiny championship. So no, I, I, I did, I dismantled it. I, I won year one, and then I ripped the team to shreds, and now I have six 2022 firsts and five 2023 firsts. That's so, fun. Yeah, that's, so that's nice. I, I got to do it all. I got to win, and then now I get to play the way I usually play, which is building like this. I'm usually yeah. on the productive struggle side. Yeah, same. So let's hit let's hit this one on the way out. Uh, I'd love to hear. Actually, you know what? Let's do this one instead. This is a good one from Oak Street Flyers in Superflex. How many starting, how many quality starting quarterbacks must you roster to be comfortable trading one for a non-quarterback? We answered this already. Well, it's important to talk about how many uh, teams are in the league. Oh yes, so everything. Like if it's twelve, I'm totally comfortable with two and a half starters. Like I'm very well. So three, um, I'm that I'm very comfortable with three starters. Um, if it's 14, well, I guess I'm still comfortable with three, but, um, like I would prefer four and 12 just cause it's easier to get them. Um, but like, I'm very, I've learned to not hoard quarterbacks. Like that's not really my, my style. Um, I just rather use that value elsewhere that's going to help me so i can if it's a 12 team league i can feel a lot more comfortable actually going with less quarterbacks because i feel it's easier to acquire them so that's my answer yeah i mean typically i like to have three so three is uh so that means I would need four to trade one for a non-quarterback. Oh, to answer that question, yeah, four. Yeah, so yep. if I want to have three, I would need four to trade one for a non-quarterback. Like yep. I said, I, I believe I said that there were 21 quarterbacks that I'm interested in. I don't know if I said that, but there are nope. 21. There are 21 quarterbacks that I consider to be valuable uh, and everyone else not so much. So I want three of those guys. So 
I would love to trade one of the not valuable guys for a non-QB if I somehow ended up with them and I could trade them for a not a quarterback. We talked about I could trade away Carson Wentz for something else. I would love to do that. Uh, if I could trade away, you know, Matt Ryan for something else or Derek Carr for something else, I, I these are things I would love to do. So let's say you do have four, or let's say you have, yeah, yeah let's say you have four, right? And you have like two of the top eight, and then you have like, um, I don't know, Stafford and Cousins. Okay. Okay. So you're, you like them all, right? Like those are players you're you're fine having on your roster. So, are you more apt to try to move one of the elite guys, or are you more apt to try to move one of those uh, middle guys? I won't trade an elite quarterback if I have them. And elite applies to seven people. Yeah, the elite is Mahomes, uh, Kyler, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Lamar, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Herbert. If I have one of those seven, I'm not moving them. I won't. I won't trade them. I won't trade them unless you pay 50% more than their than their market value. So if I have one of those seven, I'm not trading them. If we're talking about like, you know, the next group. How about like Burrow? I would trade Burrow for the right price. Uh, Burrow's not quite in that elite group for me. So mm-hmm. if, if I got the right price, I would trade him, but I'd still need to get the right price, sure. which is uh, not easy. That's That's true. If I had someone like Russell Wilson... I would very happily trade him. I, he's someone that I, I think I would trade him. You know, Deshaun Watson is a separate story. But if I had, like, Stafford you mentioned, I would definitely trade him away. Uh, but, yeah, those elite guys, I want one of them. That's who I want to build my team around. I want one elite guy, one of the seven players I mentioned. And I'm probably not trading them unless it's such a good offer that I can't refuse it. And those don't tend to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think it's four um, to trade for a non-quarterback. Um, just because, I mean, in Superflex, it's, you know, Tyler said he only likes 21 guys. So even if you're in a 12-team league. I know. Like, three three teams, in, if you split it up evenly, don't even have a second guy that Tyler likes. Like they're like, they're like, they, you know, they have, you know, a Carson Wentz or something like that, you know, your guy that you don't like, whatever, whoever that might be. So yeah, I need three because I need three just to kind of rotate. Obviously, hopefully I have one of the elite. I have another really good, you know, and then two other really good guys that I kind of maybe play matchups or do whatever with. And then that fourth guy who, if a team is in trouble, a guy gets hurt and they only had two guys, you know, I can get more than that guy is worth. But past that, I mean, I'm not, you know, if I have three, I'm not trading one for, you know, for a non-quarterback or deal where I'm not getting a quarterback in return. So give me four. Um, I think we're going to agree on one more thing on the way out. And if I had four in a 14 team league, I, st- I would have to get paid severely over to move. Oh, them. Yeah. So yeah. just like, it's not like, Oh, I have an extra one. I'm going to move them. It's I'm going to, if I'm not getting paid, you know, like Tyler said, 50% over market, 
Like it's got to be something close to that for me to even consider moving it because it's such a um, relief knowing that you have that you know on your roster. So, uh, in a fourteen-team super flex, I would just my first eleven picks would all be quarterbacks. The first eleven picks for me in the draft would all be quarterbacks. I just the value of quarterback in a 14-team Superflex, the quarterback scarcity, you're talking about going from needing to start 24 in a week to needing to start 28. That is a big difference. You're, you, at 24, there's enough for everyone to have two most of the time, yep. even if it's not someone great. Plus, you know, you have your quarterbacks that pitch in for a week here, a week there. With 28, you don't have that. You're no. not going to have – people are going to go without. You're going to have people who don't have any quarterbacks at times. Uh, in that case, I in a 14 team Superflex, I move it from I would say that Superflex Dynasty is Superflex Dynasty. It's not quarterback dynasty. Cancel that when you get above 12 teams. If you're at 14 team Superflex, it is quarterback dynasty. Mm-hmm. Your entire strategy should center around the quarterback position. If you don't have good quarterbacks, you don't have a good you don't have a good team because there's no way you're going to be able to acquire them. You're not going to be able to trade for them. Nobody's going to give them to you. The only way you're going to get them in a 14-team Superflex is to get them in a rookie draft. So, yeah, I totally agree. In a 14-team Superflex, I'm not giving up those quarterbacks for as 50%. I would need 100% more than their market value. I'm just – I said my first 11 picks would all be quarterbacks. Before Christian McCaffrey, I'd have 11 quarterbacks before I would take Christian McCaffrey. And a 14-team Superflex. And I think, um, I know, Bill, you've done some startups. I've done some startups. I, I think that's pretty much what you're seeing in the first round of Superflex startups. It's like between like That's like the first eight or quarterbacks now for minimum. even 12-team. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that people have gone a little overboard on quarterback in 12-team. But the, because again, I just don't feel that 24 maximum quarterback starters creates a quarterback panic and a quarterback scarcity to say that people should go crazy over it. Agreed. But 28 starting quarterbacks does create that panic. And I think the panic and scarcity is real. So I think that the current ADP for 12 team is actually more accurate for what it should be. I agree with the strategy people are taking if it were a 14 team. League or league, I think people have just gone a little too far, especially with the bottom quarterbacks. People are assigning massive value to guys who could have no value in a year, yep. like Derek Carr, for or you know Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones. All right, so I want to I want to hit Tyler with this one on the way out because we got to get Do out it. of here. Uh, so you're you're on the clock. You have pick one oh six. The oh. first the first five picks are the top four QBs and Kyle Pitts. Are you taking Jamar Chase or are you taking Najee? It's like a regular PPR. Super flex PPR 1.5. It's tiered PPR. Give me Najee. Give me Najee. I have Najee for 2020 ranked as my RB10 for 2021. I think he's going to be an RB1 this year. So okay. give me Najee. I think he's going to have 270 carries. We took that would be amazing. Bill and I took Jamar, so we're, I, I'm totally like fine with too. it. <laughs> I like him too. I he's my dynasty wide receiver eight. Oh, okay. 
but Najee is my um, my dynasty running back seven. Okay, there you go. So okay. I just I just feel that you can get wide receiver later. You yeah. can get yes. wide receiver later. Yes. There are really like twelve running backs I want. <laughs> you, there's a lot of wide receivers I'm interested in, but Agreed. I want to start. You know, just. I want to start off with that stud running back, and I include Najee in that group. Okay. So I just feel like you're not going to be able to replace someone like that. You can't find a running back that has 270 carries. That That is just not available in the player pool very easily. Whereas Jamar Chase, I think he's going to be great. I just said he was my dynasty wide receiver eight. Yeah. So clearly I really like him. But just given the way I value running back versus wide receiver, I'm going to have to – my running back seven is more valuable than my wide receiver eight by a good good margin. Makes sense. Well, you, you, just, you just made Larry happy after I had to remind him that I, uh, I dropped an elbow on his team in, in another league. So uh, he, he hey. had the one – He was reminded. He had the 107 right after us. So we took Jamar. He took Najee. He put in the chat, thanks for Najee, by the way. So um, – but you know what? That's it. We are out of here. We had dude, just so much fun. Apparently, yeah. Uh, thanks, Ty- Tyler. Tyler and I are going to start a new show. Hey, we're congrats, just, guys! We got to call it the something. <laughs> that sounds like a great title. Yeah, I know. We'll come up with a we'll, we'll up workshop. With it. We'll workshop. There it. We're you not go. we're not ready for production yet. The judge and the bailiff. Or something. There you go. Oh, yeah, man, there it is. One. The judge like and the it. bailiff. Um, it's like the young and the restless. We need to call like witnesses. We'll call witnesses and we'll have exhibits. Get that's your guest. from the league. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. perfect. Everyone oh. raise your right hand. <laughs> raise your right hand. Raise your right hand. I just have to like come up with the, the deep voice. Yeah. We just, we'll just watch the Judge Judy intro. And we'll, there you go. We'll, take, um, we'll take some inspiration from that. Oh, my God. I got I to gotta start watching Judge Judy now. Um, so on the way out, one, you know, I like to shout out articles when I see them, and I think they're good. And uh, this one is from Michael Lapel at Michael Lapel 18 the building of a, fi- a fantasy football dynasty. And I'm going to put the, uh, the link to it in, uh, in the description and in the YouTube uh, description as well. Uh, it's just a real cool kind of article. He writes about uh, taking a team and kind of over the years making trades. And he doesn't just highlight his good ones. He highlights some of the ones that, you know, didn't go as well, but kind of, you know, taking a team from nothing and kind of building them into a contender. So it's kind of a cool little just little path on how he started and, and how he got to where he is today. So uh, if you want to check that out, uh, just check the description of either YouTube or the uh, podcast and you'll be able to get the link there. Uh Thanks to everybody in the chat. The chat was lit. So many people. Um, be too hard to name them all, but we got so many good questions just from the chat. It was so much fun. So thank you if you were in the chat. I appreciate you. And please come back anytime and pepper us with more questions. It was a lot of fun. If you're listening to this podcast, you know, thank you for listening. An hour and 15 minutes is a long time. So you could literally do anything else with that hour and 15 minutes. And you decided to listen to me blabber. And Tyler and Bill sound real smart. So thank you for that. Remember to subscribe uh, wherever you're wherever you're at, so you know when we are there to go into your ear holes. And at that point, thank Bill. We are out of here. Late.